Welcome, everyone, to the Halloween edition of Joe's Nose. <laughs> um, this episode is being brought to you in part by our friends at Kona Boys, Hurley Oakley, Kona Coffee and Tea, GoPro, Green Organic Energy Drink, Deuce Gym, Original Nutritionals, Mokalele Airlines, Ultimate Predator Gear, and, of course, Maverick Sport Fishing. If you're ever in Kona and you want to try and uh, catch that 1,000-pound marlin, Give Captain Trevor Child a call at uh, 808-896-7985. You can find them online at mavericksportfishingkona.com. They're also on all social media, too, at Maverick Sport Fishing. Um, this guy has the most state-of-the-art boat around. It's fully air-conditioned, kitchen, dining room, uh, living room, uh bedrooms, you got it, bathrooms, everything you can think of. They specialize in full day, half day, three quarter day and overnight charters. Uh, give them a call and they will get you hooked up. That's Captain Trevor Child at Maverick Sport Fishing. Don't forget you guys can find me on all social media such as on Instagram, Dozer Dave and Doze Nose Podcast. Um, on Facebook, we have Dozer Dave Barnett and Doze Nose. On Twitter, it's Dozer Dave Nose. And don't forget to to find me at dozenose.com where you can see a more in-depth look at our guests, links to our sponsors that offer crazy-ass deals, and also listen to the podcast right there. Well, this week we have a great show for you. It's the Halloween edition, um, and today is Halloween. But uh, we have a return guest, our good friend Brian Bielman, legendary surf photographer, was over here. Uh, taking photos for the Iron Man, and we got to sit down and knock one out. And we have uh, our good friend Jamie Steinhilber on the show with us, and she's from Earthly Jewelry. Uh, all you ladies out there, you will love her jewelry. You can find her on Instagram at Earthly, that's E-A-R-T-H-L-E-E, -E -E, Jewelry. Check it out. Go buy some stuff. All you men out there, go buy something for your ladies. You're going to love it. Um, but yeah, we did a crazy episode here and we got to talk and find out that we all have ghostly encounters. And so we got to tell some really, really good ghost stories while we were drunk. <laughs> so it's even better. We're slurring all over the place. We're just talking shit. We're having fun, but telling real life ghost stories, experiences that happened to us. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, tune in and let me know what you think. Make sure you go to iTunes. Give me reviews, man. These things mean a lot to us. Help boost us up in the in the uh, podcast world. So um, thanks, everybody. And let's give a big warm welcome to Jamie and Brian. Happy Halloween. If you don't know, now you those Everybody knows those now. Everybody knows those now. Everybody knows those. And if you don't know, now you know. Everybody knows those now. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. I am very happy to be back once again. <laughs> Jamie Steinlager Hillfinger. <laughs> no, really. What's your last name? Steinhilber. Steinhilber. Yes. I should know that. 
you know, yeah, already by right now. It's kind of <laughs> fucked up. But We're I love the friends. fact that I can call you Steinlogger Hillfinger. <laughs> it's like I'll answer it's, to both. It's kind of like a, the New Zealand beer and the Tommy Hillfinger collection coming together. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made this beautiful, beautiful woman, which yeah. just happens to be you. And so we're super, super stoked to have you on the show. Now, we've had such an incredible morning where uh, yesterday was a pretty crazy day because we had the Iron Man over here. And Brian, you and I, we, um, we worked our asses off yesterday. Well, Dave, you know what? In this point in my career, anytime I get a really good job, it's just a really good excuse to team up with your friends, whatever part of the world they're in, and just like work together and actually we're just having a really good time. So as soon as I heard the Iron Man was over here, I was like, I'm calling Dozer Dave. He's my assistant. We're going to take this thing head head on and wait, wait a sec. I, I was your assistant on th- this. I thought I had the lead on it. No, not lead, <laughs> but we'll say co-shooter. How's that? <laughs> I love it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, but it was awesome. The Iron Man was super awesome. We got to shoot it for Red Bull and we got passes to get right in the middle of the road and shoot the, the bike riders coming from all angles. Just Killer light, everything. It was super, super awesome. And uh, even hanging out in the desert was kind of fun. Although it was, got kind of hot. Dude, it was sweltering. I literally felt like I was in the desert. The asphalt must have been 120 degrees. I'm kind of slurring right now. We've been drinking all day long. <laughs> Just FYI, so everybody knows. We started off with a little brunch this morning. Um, Jamie, so you helped make that. Yeah, and so uh, me and Brian went up to the store and uh, bought some pineapple juice so we could make some mimosas. <laughs> and, 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 of course, we told everybody we were having mimosas, and they looked over and saw two dudes, so we had to, like, <laughs> let them know that there was actually a girl at the house, too. It wasn't just the two of us having mimosas. <laughs> mimosas? Mimosas. Are those, like, mermaid mimosas? <laughs> what the hell is that? And we had a few of those, and then, of course, we moved into the Bloody Marys. <laughs> Which with the strips of bacon, you know, just like Turtle Bay Hilton. And those were really, really good. Fantastic, yeah. I might say. So we're we're in a good place right now to create a really incredible podcast, I think. Well, this is also where we pulled out, you know, one of our sponsors. Thank you, Green Organic Energy Drink. Because uh, now we've switched over to vodka Tito's. Gluten-free. We're trying to be super healthy, right? Super healthy. And uh, <laughs> so we're eating, we're drinking, we're eating, we're drinking Tito's and green pineapple version, the new flavor that just mm-hmm. came out. Uh-huh. We're going to have to send some over to you, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm almost out. <laughs> Jamie's been mopping these things. They've been going out of style. <laughs> Jamie, by the way, if any of you viewers will, I'm sure none of you realize, is like super good looking. So Dave, <laughs> how did you pull that, Dave? How did you... It's my hair. It is. It's that golden hair. You know, I once did a photo shoot with Dave, and it was in the the beautiful sunset time, and I had Dave do that thing where he puts his head in the in the water and flings his hair back so that it's silhouetted through the background sunset, just flying through there, and it was like better than any shot I'd ever done with any chick. Wow. Well, well thanks, man. As as I say that in my deepest voice, I can never do. And then we did that deal for Surfer Mag once, and you had me do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. The the uh, we, we when we brought all the uh, surfers into the uh, studio and did had them pick out their favorite albums out of my collection, which is about four thousand vinyl records. Mm-hmm. And you picked Van Halen, I believe. Yes. Yes. And of course, we did the hair flinging shot again because no one has more powerfully beautiful hair than you, or longer. 
or longer. That shit's down to my ass. Your, your chick's jealous. Thank you, Pantene. I am. <laughs> She's so jealous. She's so jealous. But you know what? She is lovely. She is Aww. just absolutely stunning. So beautiful. Her. We Aww. know that, Brian. You yes. were all trying to give her a massage on the floor earlier. <laughs> oh and you had to remind her how old I was, I noticed. I had to remind you she was mine. <laughs> but anyway, so we're having fun. And you know what? One of the best things was today was uh, we started talking ghost stories. And so we realized we have to do a podcast that is, you know, we're, we're two weeks away from Halloween, okay? So by the time this comes out, it's going to be right there. Perfect timing for Halloween. Yeah. But you know, some scary shit has happened between the three of us and we really didn't know how connected we were to the spiritual world. I knew I, how I was. Um, one of the themes for my podcast is at the end of every single podcast, I talk about um, and I try and get the guests to tell me what have you ever experienced anything that was supernatural, you know, ghostly or alien wise? We had, and we didn't even get into the alien stuff yet. So I don't know if you've been abduct, mm -hmm. abducted or I anything, either one of you guys. I've always wanted to be abducted. Yeah. <laughs> Under by, contact. A, by a van load of freaking creepers. <laughs> I can see that, Brian. As long as they got antennas. <laughs> Unicorn antennas, but um, <laughs> obviously we're having a good time here. And um, but uh, you know that's one of the main things that I talk about in the beginning of the podcast is: Have you ever experienced anything supernatural? Um, whether it's it's uh, ghosts or aliens or whatever it is. You know, because I know I have. And and when I started searching for that is when the show Ghost Hunters first came out. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I want to go see a ghost. These guys are finding ghosts on TV. It's got to be real, right? Mm -hmm. Because I always believed in it. And then I, I, was, I just happened to be out in the desert. I was doing a job, building a racetrack. Uh, it, it was out... God, Desert Center, California. I'm sure some of you guys in California know where this is. It's the turnoff. It's 38 miles from Arizona border. It's the turnoff towards Lake Havasu. It's pretty badass. The mm. middle of nowhere, there is nothing. There's like a trailer park right there with like three trailers, and then one of them's turned into a diner slash <laughs> gas station, you know, convenience store. It's, there's nothing out there. But you take a little side road and you go out to this place called Eagle Mountain. And believe it or not, this place was so badass back in the day because during World War One or Two, whenever they were Sherman, General Sherman. You remember him? You know, I'm not big on World War One, Two, Three. <laughs> okay. All right. One, 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 two, three. We haven't even had three yet, dude. Oh, but I'm not gonna pay attention. <laughs> anyway, so uh you remember Jamie. Come on. Mm, no? Yeah. No, probably not. Jamie's only 24, so she hasn't been <laughs> back that far yet. She's like, history? What's that? <laughs> I never had any history. <laughs> I remember Neapolitan. That's Napoleon. 
<laughs> but, and Britney Spears. Uh, and Britney Spears. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but that's where they uh, mined everything, and they got all the iron ore to build all the tanks and everything for the war. It's pretty crazy. They built a city there that was just 2,500 homes. I got to tell you guys, this thing had movie theater, bowling alley, grocery stores. It was is a regular city built up against this mountainside. Wow. And it had these roads that took you way back up into the mountains and um which were their mining hall roads. Uh a lot of movies have actually been filmed there. Um what was it? Uh from Terminator movies to the Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> yeah, no, that was filmed in Dallas. Okay, <laughs> but um, no, it was it was pretty rad. And but they also had a prison there, and so this prison, it, this town has got such a gnarly background. Remember, you guys can Google this. It's called Eagle Mountain. Um, for all the years that they were mining this place, there was. You, you got to remember, 2,500 people at least, or 2,500 homes. That means double that in people or more. Mm. And, you know, they're living their lives. They're doing their things. Guaranteed one guy's off in the mine and the wife's at home and freaking another guy's off his shift. She thinks he's hot. You know, <laughs> shit happens. And... uh Hubby comes home early because he's got diarrhea and freaking finds his wife. (laughs) Boom, he blasts his wife in a freaking house, right? And the hubby (laughs) or the boyfriend, right? So there's over the years all kinds of gnarly shit fucking happens in there. Then they build a prison. Now this prison, uh, it was called Eagle Mountain Prison. It was actually shut down in, I want to say, 2001 because they had a massive riot where so many people died. Mm. Okay, so th- this place has got some gnarly, gnarly history to it. And so as of now, they have it completely fenced off. There's no way you can get in there. There's one guy that works there named Juan. Juan. And uh, <laughs> he works the whole property, manages it. He works the gate, doesn't let anybody in. Well, I went out to build this racetrack, and I got to move into one of those houses. Mm. Me and two other guys. And because we were getting all our material out of these mine areas. And uh, these mines are so massive. You can drive the biggest trucks in the world through these mines for miles. I would go in there and you'd find old, you know, like bomb shelter stuff where it's covered in gas masks and uh, food rations from these big aluminum cans that are just filled with water and crackers and you name it, everything you can think of in there. Mm -hmm. And so I went in there and I told these guys the first night we were in there and I was like, look guys, we've got these apps on our phones when apps first came out and they're like, we can find ghosts, you know, the electro stimulator meters, whatever they are, you know. Yeah. And let's go in this prison. It's right across the street. And, you know, apparently a bunch, there was a riot, a bunch of people died, blah, blah, blah. Let's go in there. So we kind of snuck in. We broke into the prison. Dude, it was scary as hell. Mm. And I didn't see anything in there. 
but it was just scary as hell. We're working all these electro devices and stuff, and we blew it off. So, you know, weeks go on. We're working and stuff. We come home early. We get off at like 3.30. So sun doesn't even set till, what, 9 o'clock in California, something like that during the summer. And so we come home, and we're sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden, right to our left, we see somebody walk down the hallway and into the bathroom. Uh. It was a black figure. We were like, what the fuck was that? We all looked at each other just going, are you freaking kidding me right mm -hmm. now? And we all jumped up and we walked into the bathroom. There was nobody there. We were like, uh, okay. So this happened a couple of times to us mm -hmm. while we were watching TV. Well, then one night my son Jake comes out, flies out. I go to LAX. I pick him up. It's a few-hour drive back out to the desert, probably three hours where, where I was at. And so I was going to take him there, and I was going to go take him to visit my parents in Arizona. And we get there, and it was a Friday night. Um, pick him up, come in around 1230. Me and him go to bed. We wake up the next morning. We go look at all these mines, and sh I show him how cool this place is. And he's like, I want to see the ghosts. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know if you're going to see ghosts, but, you know, here it is. Well, the next day we leave. We go to Arizona. I drop him off. I spend the night. I come back on Sunday. and I'm in the house all by myself Sunday night. I get back around 12 o'clock at night. And I leave the lights on in the hallway and the living room, right? So there's a big gap underneath the bottom of the door. And it was linoleum floors in this place. The only place that had uh, carpet was right in the living room. So if you walk down the hallway, if, if you got the bedroom door shut, you walk down the hallway, you know, your shadow's going to go across the whole bedroom mm. in the closed room, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, that's what happens is I'm in this room all by myself in my bedroom and I leave the lights on in the hallway and in the living room. And I'm lying in bed. And all of a sudden I see, and I see the, the person's feet. Oh, God. And they walk straight past my bedroom door. And I, the shadow casts across my whole room. I was like, holy shit. Mm. And I'm sitting there. I was like, somebody just walked by me. I'm like, hello? There's nobody <laughs> there. And then all of a sudden, freaking duty comes back the other way and he goes back to the back bedroom. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Mm. My first ghost experience ever. Oh my God. And I literally jumped out of my skin. I was like, oh my God. You know, we had seen the dude walk down the hallway, but, you know, that was all three of us saw it, but still at the same time, we were like, yeah, did we really see that? Yeah. Type of deal? Yeah. And this time it was like legit. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And so I think that's what kind of opened me up to being able to see spirits. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just kind of get that whole ball rolling from there. Now, I know, Brian, you've seen a lot of shit. We've talked about this before in your last podcast. And, you know, you want to kind of give us a couple of your experiences? 
Well, the first thing that comes to mind is when I was about 20 years old and there was three fat girls trying to rape me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like the story of your life, bro. <laughs> that was by far the scariest experience in my life. Of course, it has nothing to do with ghosts, but I was terrified. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I've had a few encounters, to be totally honest. Um, and I think, you know, we've talked about this earlier today. It's like, I think there's something about um, believing in ghosts and making yourself susceptible yeah. to spirits, the spiritual world, things like that. And it, it really, it really seems that's the case. It seems like if you are, if you don't believe in ghosts and you think it's a bunch of bullshit, you're never going to experience anything like that. But if you're open to it, I think somehow it finds you. Yeah, for sure. But I had a couple experiences. I've never seen a ghost like you have, Dave. Um, but what I have experienced is, um, I remember one time I was in, uh, when I used to work at Waimea Falls Park, which is in, in Waimea Valley. And from what I understand, there was plenty of, uh, uh, sacrifice, uh, sacrificial situations. I guess is that way hey the hay owls, Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's like night marchers. There's well, all kinds of stuff. Why don't you explain what a hay owl is? Well, hay owl is basically a graveyard, right? It's more like an altar. Okay, I've lived in Hawaii 40 years, I should know that, but yeah, so it's, it's basically very spiritual ground, uh, and, and basically what it was was at the time I was working as a janitor from 3 to 9 in the morning, and I remember running through the valley to get to work because it was totally dark and you could hear a pin drop, and I was, you know, started out walking, then walking fast, and then running, running fast, you know, just to get through there, because I'm kind of a scaredy cat. And I remember getting to the uh, restaurant, and I showed up, and the security guard and the two other janitors, if you may call us that, were sitting there, and they they and I walked in, and they told me, hey, hold on, be quiet, quiet for a second. And I could hear this, like, I, I didn't know at the time if it was footsteps or, like, drums or whatever, but there was something going on, and you could hear it upstairs. And it lasted for about... 25 seconds that I heard and then it kind of went away and um, so I asked him what's going on and they said we've been hearing this you know for the last hour and the security guard says every time he would get close to the the noise or as he would try to get close to the noise it would get farther and farther away mm. and he said he would check the doors they'd be locked and he'd come back around to check them an hour later and they were unlocked so all, all this crazy stuff was happening so I went down, uh, it was time to start work. I went down, I had the snack bar that night to clean. And I remember going down and sitting next to the hot, hot dog machine. And I remember just sitting there, I had turned the coffee maker on to make some coffee. And while I was waiting for it, I was sitting next to the hot dog machine. And I remember having this paper cup and I was kind of rolling it back and forth on the hot dog rollers, you know. And um, then all of a sudden I looked over, oh, the coffee's done, got up, went over, started pouring my coffee. And all of a sudden I heard a click and I heard a machine start. And then I could hear this noise like, and I looked behind me and the hot dog machine had turned on by itself. The coffee cup had gone across the rollers and hit the edge of the coffee or the edge of the hot dog machine and we're just kind of sitting up against it, just, you know, knocking it. And I immediately thought, okay, I, I got up off of my, uh, off of where I was sitting next to the hot dog machine and I accidentally turned it on. And I went over and looked and the, and the on and off switch was one of those super duper heavy right. duty aluminum ones. Right. Right. And it was on the other side of the hot dog machine. There was no way I accidentally turned this on. Freaking kidding. Yeah. So I knew right then and there, I was like, okay, this is freaking crazy. So <clears throat> what happened after that was that the, uh, um, the uh, security guard made a report of it. The guy from the Arboretum area who knew a lot about you know, a lot about the whole area and all the, the myth, 
legends and history yeah. and everything else. And somehow the police got involved between the two of them, and the police came back and they told him, you know, what exactly happened. And he basically told the story I just told. And they said, the next time you hear something, you know, you need to let us know. And he said, well, why? Why is this? And they said, well, we we found a bunch of people down on the beach, kind of in a little deserted area, you know, off to the side. And we told him it's not safe to be down here. And they said, well, you know, there's there's a party right around the point, you know, going on right now. So the cops went and looked, and it turned out there was a hay out there. Wow. So the cops came back to to the people and were like, well, why did you say there was a party going on? And they said, well, there was singing and music and everything else wow. going on at the time. And that was the exact same night all that stuff was going on wow. at Waimea Falls Park. So I personally didn't see any ghosts, but all this stuff was going on at the same time, and I definitely watched. My, my question is, though, why do you need to call the police? <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do, right? Do? Go arrest the ghosts? <laughs> hey, if you, if you have a circumstance like that, please call us again. Yeah, exactly, ghost. exactly. <laughs> but it definitely, like, clued me into the supernatural, you know? I mean, it was me. It wasn't a yeah. story I heard. It was me, and I watched a freaking hot dog machine turn itself on by itself, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of scary. And I heard, I heard the footsteps or the drums or whatever the hell they were, the Hawaiian, you know? The night marchers. I'd be scared as shit if I saw a hot dog machine turn on. Yes. <laughs> Especially if there wasn't delicious hot dogs there. Footlong or Polish? <laughs> Brian's got a mouthful of hot dog right now. He can't talk. <laughs> Luckily, Jamie, you've you've laid out the table with all kinds of good food out here for us. Yeah. Just to keep us going. And yeah. um, just so you guys all know, um, the, my setup, my recorder for the podcast only enables two microphones. Mm. So um, we're having to share a mic. So I'm kind of bouncing between Brian and Jamie. Yeah. So if you guys are wondering what's going on, why is those, why is those are all faded in the background? Well, that's why. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the technical. Brian just reason. took a big black microphone to the face right there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> First for me, Dave. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I lost an eye to one of those before. But, Jamie, <laughs> you, uh, you obviously have had some really incredible stories for us. Yeah. And you just lit it up today. Oh. We were we were chicken skinned out. Oh, but no pressure, Jamie. I know. Tell us those incredible stories. Oh my gosh. So. Can I just say, well, before you start that, can I just say I love sharing a mic more with Jamie than with you? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm about to kiss her or something. Dude. It's like we're really close. Oh. I just don't know what to say about That's that. That's nice though. I like I'm sure from your view. <laughs> anyway, so back to you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I was in high school, I was best friends with this girl who had spirits that were just attracted to her family. And so her grandparents had bought this really old house for her parents when they got married. And this is back in New York? Yeah, upstate New York, Socrates. Um, and my first experience, I was probably like 15 and my dad was dropping me off at her house and she had a house behind the old house that was like not as old and he was like okay is she in the the big house which was the older house or the back house and I was like oh I don't know and as soon as he said that you just saw the curtains in the big house like move and you saw a brown haired girl just like walk away and she had brown hair so I was like oh really she's in the big house so I walk in and I'm looking around. I even went upstairs. I was like, thinking it was her. Yeah, I was totally convinced that she was there. Even my dad's I was like, oh, there she is. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I walked around the house. There was nobody in there. 
I went into the back house and she was just like laying in bed watching TV. And I was like, hey, is one of your sisters home or what's going on? I just saw somebody in the big house. And she's like, no, I'm the only one home. I was like, oh, okay. And there's nobody in the big house. Yeah, there's nobody in the big house. At that point, I didn't, I never saw a spirit before. So I was just like, okay, maybe it was my imagination. I don't know. Right. So um, then another night, we, I had a sleepover with her and we were in the big scary house. In the big house where the ghost was yeah. before. No, that house is totally just like, it's from the early, early 1900s. Like, or even maybe even the maybe, 1800s. Yeah, maybe the 1800s. There was like baby dolls that would have like, she told me like the breath would come out of them. What? Like, like, like when you're in a cold environment and you see that your breath yeah she literally yeah. had so these like dolls were doing that old school like baby carriages in the living room with like these like porcelain <laughs> like the creepiest shit you've yeah. ever seen <laughs> like baby dolls it was like big long table in the dining room. it was just she it, it was, like, resembles out. one of your rooms in your house does it <laughs> brian i don't know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah, the one of the first nights I stayed there, um, she like I guess dogs are like super in tune with the paranormal. Sure. So at like three in the morning, I woke up to the sound of her dog just like this like low like horrible growl uh-huh. just at her brother's bedroom, which apparently had like the most paranormal activity. And why so. would you put your kid in it? Well, I, it's kind of a stupid question for me to ask. Why would you put your kid? In, in the most paranormal room there is in the yeah. house. When I've got a story later, I'm going to tell you guys where I did the same fucking thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my son hates me for it to this day. He's like, God <laughs> damn, dad. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, so he's in the most paranormal room yeah, there even, is in the house. even like a portrait, like a portrait of a boy in the room. It was just like so creepy. Like it was, you know, right. old school furniture, everything. It's one of those ones where you walk on one side and it's a portrait and you walk on the other side and he has like the vamp teeth. Have you seen those ones? <laughs> like in the haunted houses yeah. these days? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So the one night I was sleeping in one of the bedrooms and I just kept feeling the blankets getting pulled up off my feet. Like I distinctively remember like the feeling of the blankets coming up and then um, someone would just grab my feet. And then I would kick the blanket back on my feet and I was just like, well, whatever. You know, I was sleeping. I figured it was one of her brothers or something or cousins just messing with me. And this went on for maybe like an hour. Just like the blankets would slowly creep up and then something would grab my feet. Right. And I just kept ignoring it. And then finally, like her brother and uh, her cousin left and went to a party and they came home at like two or three in the morning and they actually came into the room and I heard them and I was like, what the fuck? Like, stop messing with me. Like, who's doing that? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, somebody has been moving, like taking the blanket off my feet. So you were the only one in the house the whole time? No, I was sleeping with my friend, but I didn't wake her up to like tell her. I just like, I was like so asleep that I just kept brushing it off and like putting the blanket back on my feet. Right. Being right. like whatever you know um and he was like we just got home we have not been touching you and i was so freaked out that i was like no i swear like and i looked under the bed and they're like no we literally like have not touched you all night so wow. that was the first time i realized like okay maybe spirits can actually physically touch you and like, absolutely move things absolutely and you know that's one of the things that we were talking about earlier is 
you know, these these spirits can manifest themselves yeah. to do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah, it's crazy. And and you know, I me personally, I was ignoring a spirit for a long time until it it, it was like it was pissed. It, yeah, it it freaking just said screw this. This guy's ignoring me. It got to the point where TVs are turning on and off and footsteps walking up and down the 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 staircase, cabinets opening and shutting. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, you know, it got pissed enough to show itself to me and scared me to death. Scared me to death. No, but you have to tell that part of the story because that's Yeah, crazy. you really do. That's a good but, story. But, you know, this was, it was crazy because I was in Kauai and I moved into this house and this is where my son's also pissed off at me because I put him in that room. And I, but I, you know, hey, is what it is, you know, better him than me. He didn't even oh know God. about it. What was he like, five? He's like eight, you oh know. God. He'd handle that. But, you know, I, I seriously was, um, I moved over there and it was one of those deals where, uh, my girlfriend and my son and his three buddies were going to come over like three weeks later. And I went over there to remodel the Prince Courts in up on the on the north shore of Kauai. And there's so much mana action going on. Kauai's intense. And if you Super don't know what intense. mana is, it's it's the strong feeling of spirit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, supernatural spirit. So the mana is really, really strong over there. And and I go over there, set up, I move into this beautiful house owned by the professional football player, quarterback, Drew Brees. Mm. And so, you know, this place is just phenomenal. It looks like I'm living at the Four Seasons, Balinese-style deco. It's just gorgeous on the golf course, on the cliff, overlooking the ocean. But when I move in there, um, the staircase, the main, this grand main staircase, you walk in the front door. And I've got to describe this because you guys can't visually see this. So it was a big three bedroom garage uh, with a with a entrance to the front to the front of the house on the right side. And you walk through this door. If you were to go all the way to the back, there's a big hallway. It's got all these bedrooms back there where Jake's room was and all his buddies in the laundry room, the uh, sound system for the house, just everything you can think of. Um, go to the right, you walk up this giant grand staircase. This thing had to be like 10, 12 feet wide. Wow. And just going up. And then once you get to the top, you have the living room, the dining room, then the kitchen. And then my bedroom comes around and it sits over top. This huge uh, three-car garage, you know, um, and then the rest of the house right there. But I had these louver windows that opened up over the staircase. So I'd be in my in my living room and I'd be just watching TV. I would hear somebody walk up and down these stairs. Oh and I'd be like, and it's plain as day. Yeah. Just like, do, 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 walking up the stairs. And I'd be like, hello, is anybody there? And I'd look, <laughs> there's nobody there. And then I'd be, you know, this went on and on and on for a while. And then all of a sudden I'd come home and all the TVs would be blasting at full blast in every room in the house. Jeez. I'd be like, what the fuck's going on here? 
and lights would go on and off. I'd be watching TV, you know, TV would go off, light would turn on in the kitchen, and you hear somebody walk up the staircase. Oh, my God. And it's just like full on like, paranormal. what is this? Paranormal, for sure. But I got to the point where I was like, okay, I got used to it. Mm. This happened over, I'm, I'm really laid back. You know, yeah. so I got used to it really, really quick. But it, it went on over a period of a couple of weeks. And it got to the point where one night I'm laying in bed and I've got all those can lights in my bedroom. So it was super, super bright. I had all the lights on. And I'm watching How I Met Your Mother on TV. And all of a sudden I hear somebody, and I'm on my computer, I'm laying on my bed. I've got my head on one arm, my left arm, just laying on my side, watching the TV over here to my right. And uh, and I hear somebody walk up the stairs. I was like, hello? <laughs> and, of course, same thing. Nobody's there. And a couple of minutes later, you know, I go back to what I'm doing. I'm laughing. How I met your mother. Ha, 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 you know, and playing on my computer. And then all of a sudden I hear something on the side of my bed. And as I go to look over the side of my bed, this motherfucker pops up off the side of my bed. Oh okay. My God. Now, this guy is so intense. <laughs> He's a Hawaiian dude. <laughs> and uh, he is, uh, he pushes down on the side of my bed so hard that it flips my laptop off the side of the bed. Boom, right onto the floor. And he jumps up and pops right into my face. And he just holds it for a second. Oh my God. And then he drops back down. As, as he's dropping back down, he's laughing. Ah. Oh my God. You know, I'm just That's like, so holy shit. <laughs> I jump out of my bed. Jump out of my bed. I run to the end of the bed by the TV and I just, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm looking down under my bed. I don't see nothing. I go around the other side of the bed. I don't see nothing. I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. I literally grabbed a pillow. I grabbed my phone, running through the house. I grab a blanket off the freaking back of the couch, boom, out the front door, into my truck, which happens to be parked on the street because it was too big to park in the garage. Mm. And... I was absolutely petrified. Now, this guy that popped up, he was a Hawaiian guy. He had um, that lighter blonde hair, you know, all curly, a Hawaiian dude that's been in the sun for a long time. And then... Um, sexy. Sexy. You would think he was definitely <laughs> sexy. He was ripped. He had that bronze caramel skin, you know. And, but no face. Uh, uh, well, he, well, here's the thing. He had no face. <laughs> Perfect jawline, everything. He was literally, I swear to God, an inch from my face. Oh my and it was rounded face. Had It was like the forehead came down and everything was there, but no eye sockets, so no weird. nose, no mouth, so but weird. just everything. And I was I was so freaking scared. I went to work the next day and I told everybody and all the Halley guys were like, ha, 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 dude, yeah, right, whatever. And then the Hawaiian guys were like, brah, I got to tell you, that is where some freaking battles happened. Look in your backyard. There's a heiau they broke in half. And a heiau is an altar, which we were talking about before. They used to sacrifice people on these things, mm -hmm. pray to their gods. 
Um, you look on the other side of my house, and there's graves. There's full-on graves. Wow. And uh, apparently these guys that built the subdivision did not do anything right when they built it. It was kind of one of those, like Brian, you were saying, it was one of those poltergeist situations, you know? And, and, it, and it happened to me. And so the next day, you know, I go to work, I tell everybody, and they're like, yeah, all this shit happened there. So I called one of my friends who happened to be the big Kapuna. And Kapuna is the right word? Or Kahuna? Kahuna. And so um, she comes over. She's the big wig for, for Kauai. And she comes in and she starts blessing my house. Mm. You know, she's got a tea leaf, a bowl of uh, salt water and all that kind of stuff. She's going to every door frame and she's blessing this house. And uh, she gets down to the back room and just happens to be my son's room where he's going to be moving in. And and sure enough, she walks in there and she's like, oh my God, I feel the energy right here. Mm. And then she walks into the room and then boom, here's this, it's a photograph. It's not a painting, but it's an old school photograph where it's like black and white, but it was a color photograph. It's just faded so much. So there's a little left with a little orange and yellow tint with the black and white. And what it showed was... Um, this this landscape in Kauai, Hanalei Bay, and coconut trees, and before everything was developed, it was really old. Wow. But you could see his face. His face overtook everything from the sky to wow. the landscape. And it was his eyes were so freaking evil in this thing. Whoa. Just evil. You know, like the Marilyn Manson style, where they're like white, you know, when they put in those contacts. Oh my gosh. It was so evil. And she's like, he's living right there wow. in that freaking photo right now. We need to take that photo out. We need to flip it around, turn it upside down, and get it out of this house. Wow. And um, so we did that. We did that. She went through the whole thing. She blessed it. She even talked to him. She was like, look, dude, you got to leave this guy alone. He's super cool blah, 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 you know. And so she finished blessing the house, and then she told me, and she was like, look, here's the deal. This guy is not going to leave at all. Mm. Um, but you need to start acknowledging him. Like, when you come home, say, hey, how's it, brother? How you been? How was your day? You know, my pigeon sucks. But uh, <laughs> it's like my Aussie accent. It's fucking horrible. But... uh <laughs> Everybody laughs at it, but I just keep going with it. Um, but you got to acknowledge him. Tell him, hey, dude, how was it? Now I'm like Southern California. Hey, hey, dude. <laughs> how was your day? Uh, uh, my accent sucks. So let's just talk fucking like a white dude. Um, <laughs> hey, dude, how was your day? Leave me alone. Yeah. Hope you have a great day. I've got friends coming over. Just chill out tonight. Yeah. And, you know, for the next week, he would still walk up and down the stairs. I would be like, hey, bro, mm. hope you've had a great day, you know? Mm. And um, just talk to him. Lights would turn off and on and whatever. It, it was pretty crazy, you know? And then, of course, my girlfriend and all the kids came. And I didn't tell him about it. I didn't want to freak him out. But uh, I told him about it at the end. And then they started telling me their experiences, which was kind of pretty cool so jeez yeah 
But you've also experienced some other crazy shit as well. Well, I mean, the one other thing that really messed with me is, so it got to the point where when we were going to the big house, it was just like so ridiculous. So they stopped living in the big house and we were living in the back house. And my friend and her, her cousin came over and we were to the point where we're like, let's go sleep in the big house just to see what happens to us tonight. Because we knew something was going to happen. So we slept in the master bedroom and... Um, so this bed had like four posts, you know, with like rosary beads hanging on each post and we were laying there. I had a blackberry pearl at the time. They, they already knew yeah, that we room knew. was fucked up. Yeah, no, we knew. We totally knew. And we wanted to see what would happen. So I had a blackberry pearl and, um, so like if you got a text message, like there's like a little light on it that would blink green. If your phone was dying, it would blink red. But anyway, so I put my, I remember putting my phone on the dresser and then we laid in bed. I was in the middle and we were just like laying there trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden I hear my friend, she was just like saying a prayer. (laughs) And then I see this little green light underneath the blankets and I figured it was my Blackberry. So I was like, oh my gosh, my Blackberry. I guess I put it by the foot of my bed for some reason. So I just started grabbing for it and her cousin was like, no, no, that's not your Blackberry. And I'm like, no, 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 it is because it was so obvious that there's a light underneath the blankets. So I was like grabbing for it and all of a sudden you just see the green light just float from under the covers, come up and then float out the door of the bedroom. Like, this is like, you know, it was a big room. You're kidding me right now. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> this thing, like, came up from underneath your covers. No, it was just, yeah, it was like a little light, just floated around, came L- out the like covers. Like an orb? Yeah, it was totally an orb, and we were both just, we were all just like, what the fuck? And we, like, got out, we were like, that's enough. <laughs> we got enough paranormal activity for tonight, and we ended up going to the back house, but, um... So then the one other time I can remember that was pretty intense was her father built a house in Montauk, Long Island. And I figured, okay, you know, it's like a new house. There can't be any paranormal activity. It's a new house. So it was just me and her in this huge house. And she went to sleep. She was just like talking in her sleep. It was like creeping me out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go into the other bedroom. Kind of like myself. Yeah, you're like a beast. <laughs> so I went to the master bedroom and there was a little door that led to this like attic above the garage and I was just staring at the door as I was falling asleep and then I was like halfway between asleep and awake and I just remember the cover started to raise up and it was coming closer and closer to me and I started smacking the covers and screaming and it just was like on top of me and I was, I woke, I wasn't even asleep. I like was screaming out loud, but it was like curdled. But even the covers were like, like from where I saw it enter, like it literally like came in. Like you could see the path of where it came to me from the door. So, yeah. <laughs> That's really, really it heavy. heavy. It was really, really heavy. heavy. It was really heavy. That's really heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. Oh, my God. But then I just went to sleep. Now, Brian, <laughs> like you've had champion. some other ones, too. Because you <laughs> had some transcendental meditations, okay, yeah. <laughs> where um, you, you told us one earlier, and it, it was all it time. It was good. It was all time. But, what, you know, you've, 
you know, with the supernatural, there comes all different kinds of stuff that comes with that. I don't know if transcendental meditation is part of that, but but that was even what, meditation, though. Right, that's more like get out of your body so we can get the, in there. <laughs> right, dude. It was it was so heavy because of what you experienced during that time where you had an out of body experience. Yeah, that you've got to explain this. Well, astral telepathy would that be more what the term would be? I don't know, Jamie. Because we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, before I get into that, I have a couple quick, quick, quick little ghost stories. One of them I was going to say when I was very young, I remember being out in the front yard and looking up at this apartment complex where we lived and seeing this really strange looking woman looking out the door at me at a friend's house that were on vacation. Which is pretty similar to what happened to Jamie. Yes. With with the lady that was in the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I yeah. remember looking up and seeing this woman looking out at me, and it was so creepy. And I remember talking to the people who owned the house or rented the house, the apartment, and they told me, that sounds an awful lot like my mom who died three months ago, and, uh. and no one was in the house while we were gone. And years later, my brother told me the same experience you know, happened to him. So that was kind of crazy. Um, now, the other well, one, well, which I well, didn't... before you go on there with that, now, Jamie, that lady that you or that girl that you saw in the window, yeah. did it have anything to do with somebody that passed away? You know, I don't really know much about the history, but they also told me, like my friend, um, she told me when she was younger, she was standing at the top of the staircase and she saw a young girl hanging from the light. And she ended up actually falling down the staircase and didn't talk for like yeah. a year. I left hey. that part out. <laughs> you totally left that part yeah, out. That's, that's kind of that crucial. <laughs> no, it's some serious stuff that was happening with her family. It was really serious. Serious. That's kind of crucial, yeah. Yeah, so you saw this lady yeah. that was, you know, that had passed away three months before. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who it was, but when I explained what she looked like and I knew no one was staying in that house... And that's what they told me, so it's kind of crazy. Right. And one other thing, and I don't know if this goes into ghost territory, but I had a friend of mine, Howley Reeves, bodyboarder kid, and he told me... Howley? Howley uh, Reeves, yeah. <laughs> and he was telling me this one time that he had these dreams that he had met Dolly Parton, and he was hanging out with Dolly Parton in his dreams, right? I've had dreams with Dolly Parton as yeah. well, too. We all have, but... so but, big. Sorry. Oh Gross. <laughs> but he told so me gross. he had this dream <laughs> that he was hanging out with Dolly Parton. And the next day he woke up and somebody called him up and said, Hey, is this how Lee Reeves? I just found your wallet. And he's like, Wow, where'd you find my wallet? And they go, It was down at Portlock in front of Dolly Parton's house. <laughs> Are you freaking yeah, kidding me? Yeah, how funny is that? Wow. Maybe so, you did. I don't know. Or it was just lie. a good excuse to go meet Dolly Parton. I don't know. And he made it all up. <laughs> but but at, speaking of what you were, you were talking about, um, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's basically an out-of-body experience. Yeah. And I had it when I was really young, like so young that I didn't even register what was going on. But my aunt, who I very much loved, was reading to me, and I was probably three or four years old. And I, and I remember she was, she was reading to me, and I was on her lap, and, and I was just so comfortable. And I wasn't, it wasn't like you were asleep, but you were just in this yeah. euphoric state, you know, where you were just so happy with the moment. Mm. And and the next thing I know, I was up in the ceiling looking down at her holding me, reading to me. And I still remember, like it was yesterday, there's books all around us in a circle, wow. you know. But I was so young, I just, I I, it, I guess I came back down into my body and I never thought twice about it. Because when you're that young, you don't know what, what's 
real and yeah. you know not shouldn't happen or should happen. And it wasn't until later when it happened again to me that I, I it registered. I was like, oh my God, that's what happened to me when I was three or four years old, you mm. know, leaving my body. So this next story, which I told you guys about, was really, really crazy. And I was I was with a roommate friend of mine living in California at the time, back in the 80s. And I remember we were sitting in his, in our kitchen and we were having a beer, one beer, just talking story, you know, about the day, whatever. And it was time to go to bed. Good night. Say goodbye. Uh, say goodnight rather and went to bed. And I remember I was in my, my, my uh, bedroom and I remember I started falling asleep and I just, I remember this really comfortable state, you know, you're not asleep, yeah. but you're almost there. Peaceful. peaceful state. Yeah. And I remember laying there and it was the weirdest thing. I remember all of a sudden I could, I could sense these entities in the room and it was like there could have been a hundred or there could have been 10,000 but they were they were all speaking to me in some foreign sort of tongue and yet at the same time I could I could understand what they were saying to me and it was so weird because if I pinpointed each voice I could distinctly hear that voice even though there was just so many of them and I was, I was not scared. I was. Could you see them? At no, all? I couldn't see anything. But it was just they were all around me. But I was in this yeah. state where I wasn't in fear, and and I wanted to leave my body because I'd done it a few other times, and and I really enjoyed it, you know. And I wanted to leave my body, and they were, and all these voices at the same time were telling me to leave my body. And every time I would get, like halfway out of my body from Come the waist up, us, I was getting pushed back. Come to us, Brian. Come to us, Brian. Yes. And I remember getting pushed back into my body. And this happened like three times where they were trying to lure me out of my body. And I kept Mm. getting pushed back in. And then all of a sudden, all these entities were gone. I remember laying there in my bed and it was just like one heavy, heavy presence. Well, what you were telling me kind of was, you know, those guys were, were, were calling to you, but one presence came in really, really strong yeah. and pushed you down. It was like all the other ones were, you know, whatever, uh, worker entities. I don't know. You know, just like, just... Lost souls. Lost or... souls. And and from what I understand from speaking to people later, it's like you, op- you open yourself up like that and, and uh, you can have them basically take over, occupy your body. You know, it's yeah. like bad spirits. No, What's, totally. You know can take over your body. And that's that's the whole reason why people that are into this kind of stuff say it's dangerous to try to leave your body, astral project, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I think that's what was happening to me. And I felt like it was a like a, um, a guardian angel keeping me in my body, you know, not letting right, me right. escape, you know, even though I wanted to. But I do remember after all those entities were gone, I still remember laying there and feeling this heavy, heavy presence. And it's really weird because I remember laying in my bed, again, totally like not scared whatsoever and looking up on the on the dresser. And it was like this crazy slug or something that wow. I identified with where this one presence was coming from. Well, all those bodies, those the, the evil ones that were calling towards yeah. you. Yeah, but this was now one entity, one evil, ex- you know. Kind of a blobby, sluggy type thing. Yeah. I mean, don't oh, ask wow. me, you know, it, I know it sounds really bizarre. Even to listen back to it, you hear myself tell the story, it sounds crazy and bizarre. That's what it is. Yeah. And I just remember that this this entity knew I was going to leave my body because they'd already tried like three or four times. But he wanted energy from me. Mm. And now you're smiling at me right now, Brian. Yeah, because, because this is such a creepy, weird. The, well, you—it's okay, but it was part of the story, and you got to go with it. Yeah. Okay. So well, 
It's just one of those things. Yeah, like as you so, said, you're whacking off to a spirit or something. <laughs> you're jerking off to the devil <laughs> at that point. So you might as well I break know, it, it down. It sounds crazy. To, it sounds bizarre. So this this black, blobby, sluggy entity was trying to pull all your energy. Exactly. And so your first reaction is, I'm gonna Grab. Okay, well, it was it was bizarre. And what happened basically was I felt this presence and it wanted any kind of energy it could out of me. And wow. I know this is so embarrassing to even tell this part of the story, but it was like as no. if I, I... It's like I just immediately started to masturbate, basically. Yeah, you didn't know what to do. Well, I, 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 that's the only thing I could it's think like of to do. And it was just too. if I was being led this way. I, I masturbate every time I say a ghost as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, I'm going to be so pissed that I told you this part of the story because I never... I leave this part out. No. But I started, it wasn't like I was going mad like a maniac trying to like, you know, but I did start, you know, doing it. And, and, yeah. and the next thing I know, this, this, it's just also the next thing I know, I was sitting there and I, I sort of came back to reality. Wow. And all of a sudden it, I kind of looked around and started thinking about where I was and I, I sat up in bed really quick and I was just like, what the hell just happened? It was yeah. the craziest thing. And I remember getting up, running into my roommate's room and telling him exactly the story I just told you guys. And he just said, buddy, you, you just had the devil in your room. Yeah. And I uh, was like, you're absolutely 100%, right. 100%. You're dude. absolutely right. And you that's exactly the only explanation I can come up with. And you spanked it to the devil. <laughs> God, you, how you, embarrassing you, that is. Oh, no. <laughs> Believe me, I, I hope, I'm actually hoping no one listens to this podcast. because <laughs> oh I came on the devil's face. And oh, my God. Laughed. No, come on. Now, no, let's not get exaggerated ass. here. But, <clears throat> but um. I remember going back to bed because I am a Christian and I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I remember just... As we all do. And I, I remember, grew up in a Christian home. Exactly. And I all. know what's more powerful than anything. And I remember praying to God and, and I just, I remember speaking out loud saying, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the devil. I believe in Jesus Christ. I yeah. believe in his power. He will keep me safe. In I do Jesus not fear name, you. Leave me alone exactly. right now. Exactly. I've been there. I've done that. And believe me, it worked. Somehow I fell asleep. And I woke up in the morning and I remember just going straight to my friend's room and I was like, did that really happen? Wow. And he's like, buddy, that really happened. And I remember calling my mom and I was like, mom, I had the craziest shit happen last night. And all she could say was, are you eating right? Oh my God. And I was like, okay, she's not relating here. I guess it's, let's just drop this whole scenario. It's because he haven't been to church, Brian. Yeah. But, but honestly, you know, it's the kind of thing that made me realize like, your your body is one thing and your spirit is another. It's just a vessel. Exactly. And I do not, I fear dying. I don't want to die, but when none of us do. But I don't really believe I fear death because I have experienced that out-of-body state, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, that's my sort of uh, jacking off to the devil story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the devil with a big black dick. <laughs> That's how I lost my eye. <laughs> I was jerking off to the devil. What? Fucking, yeah. All right, that has nothing to do with my story. <laughs> but no, seriously, that's how I lost my eye. <laughs> my left eye. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. But no, I, that never really happened. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you only have one eye. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, Popeye. <laughs> but uh, I don't know where we're going with this from here because these cocktails are like freaking delicious. I can tell my out-of-body experience. Yes. Yeah, let's hear let's that, Jamie. It. You had a good one. So my out-of-body experience is a little bit happier, <laughs> I feel like. Um, I was living down south in Hawaii in um, Kealakekua. 
And I was watching Netflix one night and it was about Yogananda. And if you don't know who he is, he's just like this super spiritual man from India. He's just amazing. And just watching his documentary made me feel like such higher consciousness. And um, I went to sleep probably around 10. And I just remember laying there and I was like starting to fall asleep. But then I just like shot out of my body. And I was just kind of hovering above myself. And I remember thinking like, fuck, did I take like acid or something? Because, you know, it's like that nirvana feeling where you just feel so blissful. Right. And um, so I just kind of like hung out above my body for a while. And I just remember feeling just like experiencing it, like feeling it like, wow, like I don't have any attachment to my body. I just feel, you know, like no emotions, just observing it. And finally, after a while, um, I decided, OK, maybe I should go to the bathroom or something and like see what's going on. <laughs> and by that time, it had been like five hours. It was like four in the morning. So I went to the bathroom and I just remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was just, you know, like bright eyed and bushy tailed and my aura was just like glowing and I just felt so like at peace. Right. And it was just like the most beautiful thing. And I didn't understand what was happening at all. Like I didn't know anything about like leaving your body or anything at that time. Um, so then I just went to sleep and I woke up like a couple hours later. I didn't even feel tired. Like I didn't feel like I didn't sleep all night. Like I literally didn't sleep until like four in the morning after I went to the bathroom. That's when I finally like went back into my body and fell asleep. And um, I remember going to work and like telling people like, oh, my God, like I was totally like out of my body last night. And they're like, what are you talking about? And so finally, like a few weeks later, I met this girl who is like super in tune, just like, you know, sure. consciousness, everything. And I told her about it and she told me like, yeah, you're, you just, you had an autobody experience and your spirit came out of you. And if you can figure out how to do that, you can like spirit travel and go places, but I don't know how I did it. But I think it was because I watched that documentary about Yogananda and it made me like open up to like new realms. Like right. he's just like, I don't know if you know him, but now, he's awesome. Have, no, I've never heard of him, but have you ever had any uh, sexual encounter with a Spirit like Brian has? Spirit fucked? Spirit <laughs> You're missing out, baby. Um, Fuck by the devil? Or you at least jerk off by the devil? Come on. We got a big audience out there that wants to hear it. I mean, Jamie. I don't think so. I mean, I definitely have had like orgasms in my dreams, but I mean, it could have been by a spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you, you, because a lot of these times, spirits, you know, they lay on your chest. Yeah. And that's where you can really feel them. And, um, yeah, there's, there's just all different kinds of things that happen. Yeah. It's so sleeping. crazy. It's so crazy. You know, one of the things, Jamie is, uh, when I went through all that stuff, I had a friend who was into all that, like your friend. And, and the one thing they said is what you're doing is you're leaving yourself susceptible yeah. to spirits to come in yeah. and take was, over your body. I totally left. It was, it was just laying there. And like <laughs> reading the Bible and everything. It's like, there's so many times where there's things in the Bible about that, where people are you know, have been taken over by spirits and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've, I've actually been there and I've seen, you know, my parents are ministers and I've seen where people have called them in and they're like, our daughter is possessed. Whoa. You've got to come in here yeah. and help us. Yeah. And it's almost like an exorcism. Yeah. Um, you know, the Catholics would call it an exorcism. I'm not, 
you know, the, the Christians would call it just, you know, hey, we're going in there and we're going to fight the devil. Yeah. Get him out of there. But, yeah, I've seen some gnarly shit. I, I didn't even think about this until just now. Um, but, yeah, I've seen some gnarly shit. I remember this one family that my parents called in and one of the daughters was just being suppressed by a demon or something. Oh, wow. And, you know, they went in there and they pulled this full-on exorcism and just, I I know it's much better after they left because it was heavy. I feel Shit like peop- for down. people who have never experienced this kind of stuff, it's like so just like, what? But it's so real. It really is. Like when I went to, I, went, I traveled Bali for a month by myself and I, Ended up on this island called Gili Tea, which is a party island. You can literally do, like, magic mushroom shakes, like, at the bars. And I met this uh, gentleman, and he was born and raised in Indonesia. And just super intense, and we did Molly together. And he ended up, like, telling me all these different things about myself. What or is himself. Molly? Is that a um, lesbian thing? Yeah, it's definitely a lesbian thing. Um, but he had told me that he had had a spirit come into him and possess him. And, um, but he looked at me and was like, I can tell that you are so like wide open and clear that you could easily have a spirit come into you. And, um, he just told me, it was really silly. He just told me to like wash my feet before I went to bed I guess if you like go to bed with dirty feet, like spirits will come into you more. It was so. Was silly. he Indonesian? Oh yeah, he was yeah. totally Indonesian. Mm-hmm. Um, and just always told me to be super careful and try to keep myself more close. I was because I'm very open. Like right. I have my spirit, my heart very open all the time. And he's like, you need to be careful here because the spirituality, like the spirits here, are intense in Bali. So. Right. Yeah, it's you know Bali's one of the most magical places in the world. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, every single thing about that. You know, Brian, you've been there a million times, like myself, and it's just. You know, with Hinduism that's going on and uh, it's just, it's one of those places that you, you, you feel it, you feel it really intensely Yeah, as soon as you get there. You know, modern day Bali's a lot different from when you and I first started going there and it was the the beginning of tourism over there. It seemed like, you know, surfing was brand spanking new. Yeah, it's so populated now. It's ridiculous. It was was just temples and, you know, Kuda was tiny (laughs) comparative to what it is now, which has reached all the way out to the Phuket Peninsula and then all the way out to Changu and farther and even the east side. It's just massive. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you come to those places and there's sort of virgin territory in there and like, you know, like where you were going, Jamie, you were somewhere kind of out a little bit in yeah, a remote area where, where that's that still is available to you if you're open-minded to it, you know. Yeah. Bali, I mean, you just get a thousand people and you get, you can't, all you're thinking about is how much is my BMO and are they ripping me off and yeah. there's 8,000 people here, is a bomb going to go off in this bar this tonight? You know, food. it's like you got all these <laughs> other things going on, yeah. <laughs> But I think, I think, like we talked about earlier, there's a certain type of person that believes in this. And if you believe in sort of the other, you know, the supernatural or another yeah. dimension or all that kind of stuff, it's going to come to you. It's going to find you. 
Yeah. You know, and if you're scared and you can't handle it, you, you probably shouldn't be messing around with that, which is kind of the direction I decided. I, I don't want to see ghosts. I don't want to, you know, I had enough no. of that sort of stuff. But if you're interested in it, then it's, you know, you just keep. But also at the same time, once you're open to it, we talked about this before, those spirits, they find you. Exactly. You know, they may, they're looking through all of these people on this realm. And then all of a sudden, boom, hey, this guy's open to it right there. Yeah, that's or this definitely, girl's open to it. That's definitely the difference between, you know, uh, feeling other sort of beings in your presence. Is that the right way to say it? You know, or not. Or just being closed off to it and not even, like, even remotely getting that kind of a vibe from, from an area. Or a, yeah. Well, you know, for me, it was one of those things that was completely unexpected. I did not ever think that this was going to happen to me and, and open me you jumping up on your bed looking at you one inch from your face that's the <laughs> fucking scariest story oh, i've ever heard yeah, i got a million of them though i got i got so many you know and we're limited for time you've got a flight to catch yeah and uh but there's so many of them and i think going into that prison looking for ghosts looking for spirits opened me up and made me susceptible to receiving all of these in my life. It's, it's, it's not something I went, you know, I did. I went looking for it, but not looking for it on the extreme that it's coming right now. I thought, oh, shit, well, maybe we'll go in there and we'll see some energy going on or a spirit move through the, you know, yeah. down a hallway. It wasn't, you know, hey, come into my life and now show me shit everywhere I go now. You know, for me, it's different because I'm basically a scaredy cat. I'm like, I'm like a grown-up who's scared of the dark, you know? So am I. <laughs> so I'm always like, I get this weird sort of feeling out in the middle of like by myself in the dark. And I, I it's seriously, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just feel stuff around yeah, me. Yeah, you're so in tune. Yeah, I wish I wasn't because I don't want to be a scaredy cat. But. Yeah, I know too sensitive yeah but anyway it's it's out there if you it's out there if you want it gang just open up your uh your mind and your emotions and let all those scary creepy things uh come into your world and if you want personally yeah. personally no don't, thanks <laughs> no don't do it i don't even like watching scary movies anymore i've stopped watching scary movies i used yeah. to be such a big fan of scary movies and now i don't even want to see them anymore yeah i don't i don't do that either but um, we're going to call it quits here. Um, Brian, you got a flight to catch. It's already 4.05. Flies at 5. We got to go. So, Brian, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Oahu. Or you can find me on brianbillman.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at brianbillman. Or you can call me up, and I won't give you my phone number right now, but if you really try hard enough, you can find it. You want to jerk off with the devil? Call Brian Beal, then. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. I'm going to regret that one forever. <laughs> no, it's so good. I'm never going to forget it's that. It's so good. I don't think the whole freaking world's going to forget that one. <laughs> Jamie, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Instagram as Jamie Steinhilber. You want to? You got to spell that I one out because, that. like I, I said, know. it was it's a mouthful. It was Stein Logger Hillfinger. It's a mouthful. <laughs> um, it's S T E I N H I L B as in boy E R. That's my Instagram. Uh -huh. um, same as Facebook. I also make jewelry, and you can find me at Earthly, 
like E A R T H L E E jewelry. And that's my jewelry Instagram. I wire wrap gemstones. And so. they are phenomenal. You made me one the other day. That was just amazing. <laughs> and you're wearing this most beautiful fossil yeah. one that you made. Yeah, with a Labrador, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So you guys definitely want to get some of this jewelry. Yeah. Definitely want to get some of Brian Bielman's art or art, his photography art because you know what this guy is a legend yeah he's so good he's probably the best surf photographer on the planet oh cut it out (laughs) but definitely go get some of his stuff we're actually got some art shows planned up here pretty soon he's going to be showcasing some of his photography and of course it's all going to be for sale yeah. You're going to have them on those aluminum photos? Is that what you guys call them? Well, metal prints. And yes, for all my fans out there, if you'd like to purchase some photos, by all means, go to brianbilbin.com and go to buy prints, and the rest is all self-explanatory. <laughs> and we might even have a promo code on there. If you heard this through the Doze Nose podcast, maybe they get 15% off. It's usually what my sponsors do. I think we could do that. I think we do that. Okay, so uh, 50%, 50 not 50, 15, one, five. <laughs> Too much. The vodka's <laughs> kicking in right now. 15% off of brianbielman.com. Punch in promo code DOZNOS or just freaking email them. I heard this on DOZNOS podcast. Yeah. Get 15% off. Jamie, you'll do the same thing, right? Yeah. With your old jewelry? Totally. Okay. Totally. Just learning. Okay. This has been fun, man. Hummus, um, salsa, vodka. And uh, bananas. Gluten-free crackers. And Dave, do we have time for one more drink before I go to the airport? No. You can take a roadie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. It was great hanging out with you, Dave. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, uh, hooey-ho. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Brian, for being on the show. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you guys have a safe Halloween. Get your freak on. Get your freak on. And uh, special uh, thanks to our sponsors for making this happen, such as Oakley, who have the most fantastic line of sunglasses on the planet, uh, from their prison lenses to eh, all different kinds of lenses. Depends on what uh, sport you're in or what lifestyle you live. Go check them out at oakley.com. If you're ever over in Venice Beach, make sure you go to Deuce Gym over on Washington. They uh, will customize a workout just for you. We'll help get you healthy, put you on a a nutritional program, Uh, whether you're into cardio, strength training, strongman, CrossFit, just want to do get in there and get healthy. These are the guys to go talk to. Go see Logan and Lindsay at Deuce Gym in Venice Beach. You can find them all on social media at Deuce Gym or straight to their website, deucegym.com. If you're ever in Kona, Go check out Kona Coffee and Tea. It's where I get my morning crack on every morning with the best coffee on the planet. They grow it up on the slopes of Hualalai, bring it down freshly roasted every single day so that we can enjoy this straight to the cup. Uh, I love these guys. They always take care of me. Go check them out. Uh, KonaCoffeeandTea.com where you can custom order coffee anywhere you are in the world. They'll ship it right out to you. Um, Green Organic 
energy drink. These guys are legit. They just came out with a couple of new flavors. We have our original flavor, which is uh, green tea, kale, and coconut juice. But now they just came out with a guava flavor and a pineapple flavor. All my friends are freaking hit me up nonstop for these things. Bro, where can I get more of these? Well, guess what? You can go to green uh, GR3EN or what is it? Drinkgreen.com. Sorry, I'm screwing it up. Uh, enter in promo code DOZER3 and you can get three can trial pack for free. Uh, stuff sells for around three bucks a can in the stores. Here's your chance to get three for free. Find out firsthand what makes this beverage so badass. I love the way it makes me feel and I'm confident you will too. So try three for free on their website and uh, enter in promo code DOZER3. Thanks, Green. GoPro. These guys are badass, man. They just came out with the new GoPro 6. They've got the Karma drone. They have the Fusion coming out in just another week. And I'm so excited to play with that thing. That thing's 360-degree camera view. They've stitched it together so that everything works perfect. I'm really, really excited. So go check these guys out at GoPro.com. Find them on all social media such as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, Hurley Clothing, man, these make these guys make the best surf gear, snow gear, whatever it is, lifestyle gear on the planet. You've got some of the top guys in the world sporting their clothes like John John Florence and Chris Amore. Hurley is a brand of now and tomorrow for surfers and anyone else getting getting interested in the water. Go check them out at Hurley.com. Mokalele Airlines is a family-owned and operated business that tries to make your inner island travel as easy and affordable as possible with over 120 flights daily throughout the Hawaiian Islands with no TSA. Why would you not want to book your next trip or upcoming vacation with Mokalele Airlines? They also do deals where they uh, fly tours all around Molokai and the Big Island and Maui. So, so much fun on these guys. I love flying them. We just got a new teammate on board, Mr. Shane Dorian. So, super stoked to have him as my travel partner. Um, go check him out at mokalele.com. On Facebook at Mokalele, on Twitter at Mokalele Air, and on Instagram at Mokalele Airlines. Make sure you heard, you tell them you heard it on Dozno so you can uh, get some kind of good deal out of them. Um, Original Nutritionals. These guys aren't just your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com. Grab what you need for listening. All you got to do is enter in promo code DOZENOSE at checkout and get 15% off. DOZENOSE. I love that shit. Uh, Kona Boys. You guys all know I'm a big fan of the ocean. That's why I picked the Big Island as my backyard. Uh, they've been serving up gear for island life in Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours and lessons, and they're, they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kealakekua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, and boogies, and other beach goodies, 
Conovoys is your spot. They have two locations, one down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel and the other one down in Captain Cook. And the Captain Cook store is pretty cool because they have so much gear in there, like their own label of Conovoys gear plus uh, Patagonia and you name it, anything you can think of, it's in there. They have stand-up paddle boards, surfboards, boogie boards, Skateboards, the list goes on and on and on. Well, guess what? You can go to conaboys.com, punch in promo code DOZNOSE, and get 15% off. Whether you're online or going right down to the beach shack or into their store, just say, I heard it on DOZNOSE, they'll give you 15% off right off the bat. You can't beat that. Love those guys. Frank and Brock, tell them you heard it on DOZNOSE. Um, also, Ultimate Predator Gear, these guys specialize in bow hunting decoys uh, you mount them onto the front of your bow super badass the animals don't even see you anymore because they see a decoy of say like an elk or a deer or a pig or a cow they have every kind that you can think of they're really really cool and it'll really help you with your uh, your hunting experience out there and get you closer and you know, let you harvest more animals with these things. So go check them out at ultimatepredatorgear.com. You can also find them on all social media at Ultimate Predator. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Don't forget, go to my social media, give me reviews, and until next time, ahoy-ho. If you don't know, now you know. Everybody knows those now. Everybody knows those now. Everybody knows those. And if you don't know, 